Broadcasting from the Unshackled Studios in Melbourne, this is Will's Front. Brought to you by theunshackled.net. Now here's Tim Wills. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Wilms Front for another featured interview show on this Thursday, the 16th of June, 2022. Tonight, we are live on the Wilms Front YouTube, DLive, and Odyssey channels, as well as back on the interactive entropy software where you can uh, ask uh, myself or my guest tonight a question, or even better yet, send through a super chat. It is 8.30 p.m. here in Melbourne, Victoria, where rolling blackouts were avoided here across the East Coast as the Australian energy market operator has effectively nationalised the energy spot market. So there's lots of jargon here. I don't even understand it. Uh, So they've done this as a temporary solution to our energy crisis, though we'll all pay in the long term that you can guarantee that uh, our new energy and climate change minister, Chris Bowen, has uh, he's encouraging us to limit our energy consumption uh, during the evening peak. Uh, Well, that's not going to stop me uh, bringing in uh, tonight's uh, guest. Uh, Nick Holt of the Independent News Network on Substack. Uh, he is up in Queensland. Nick, how have you been? G'day, Tim. Well, thanks, mate. It's good to be back on here. It's good to see you again. How are you? I'm I'm doing well, uh, apart from the, well, I mean, it's good down here that uh, the, the most we have to complain about uh, at this time of year is the the weather, the the big freeze. I'm not sure what it's like uh, up north. Uh, the sunshine set state is the sun shining. Mate, the weather's doing pretty much what it's done every year for the last 38 years I've been on this planet. <laughs> Although it has so, been a little bit different this year, to be honest. The, some of these uh, rain bombs, as they like to call them, uh, we had some some very bizarre weather on. I guess southeast Queensland, northern New South Wales for a period there. A lot of the, uh, some of the more committed conspiracy theorists were having a field day with that one. Yes, uh, I know that uh, the politicians are promising to to build back better Lismore, and I know that set off the <laughs> conspiracy theorists. Uh, now we've had our uh, Fed- Australian federal uh, election. The uh, the House and, and Senate seats are slowly being declared by the Australian Electoral Commission. They've still got to declare the Senate uh, uh, Senate results for Western Australia, New South Wales, us here in Victoria and up in Queensland. Uh, Pauline Hanson is projected to just scrape over the line uh, up where you are. We might get a United Australia Party senator uh, down here, but uh, we're stuck with Anthony Albanese as Prime Minister for the next three years. That's clear. Yeah, to be honest, I think, you know, I, I think it's irrelevant who's governing right now, whether it's Labor, Liberal or anyone else. Uh, if you look at what's happening in the United States right now, it's a sort of a clear indication of what's coming our way. Uh, and it's it's very fairly serious stuff. The Federal Reserve um, that had already raised their interest rates uh, have raised them again as part of this kind of, I guess, um, aggressive interest rate program. Um, 
so you know inflation is running at about eight percent there now the rba in australia predicted i think this morning that interest rates will sorry inflation rates will be as around seven percent by the end of this year so one percent off what america is and i don't think that either of these governments would have been able to prevent what's what's coming so i've kind of checked out at that level of of politics i see anthony albanese and scott morrison as uh you know two heads of the one snake that was part of an even bigger snake that basically turned Australia into a very decadent, lazy and sort of self-entitled nation, which has led us to where we are now. It's usually what leads people to um, the brink of a deep recession. Um, Western people got lazy, you know. Uh, They're woke and, you know, arguably these woke people are some of the most entitled human beings on the planet. And you see these things at various stages of, sorry, various examples of end stages of, of empires so uh, i mean to, 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 yeah, yeah. look up at where you are what is that greensland that's called now with the three greens elected in in brisbane and of course the teals in sydney and melbourne yeah that's right i mean they were smart though right they were well organized they knew that the they didn't know uh consciously that Australia has become so woke and self-entitled that the biggest the biggest topics for people, the biggest policy topics for people on the voting ticket are these sort of ambiguous utopia fantasy enactments, you know, like climate change and ending poverty overnight. So when people have heaps of cash, plenty of petrol in the car, they live in a city, they don't care. So they vote, and it didn't surprise me at all. But the good news is I think that that's it's inevitably coming to an end. Uh, I think it'll it'll hit during Biden and, in our case, Albanese, because the problem with left-wing governments, right, is that uh, as they're raising inflation, as the RBA in our case or the Fed in the US raises um, the cash rate, right, inflation goes up left-wing governments go and start spending more money so they put us in an even worse position because no one gets the attitude in their head that this is really serious i need to start pulling my finger out of my ass and working out how i'm gonna provide for my family Well, uh, Scott Morrison and, and Josh Frydenberg, I mean, they certainly spent uh, a lot to uh, save Australia uh, from the, the, the pandemic. And you're right that not much has really uh, changed uh, with the uh, change of government at the federal level. I mean, this energy crisis was probably always going to, to happen. Uh, but in terms of what our uh, RBA governor, Philip Lowe, I would never take anything that he says to the, the bank, uh, to use the, the pun. I mean, what is it? He said that rates wouldn't increase until 2024. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't listen to anything he's saying now because he's probably going to be wrong. It's possible, but also like... Australia is just a subsidiary of the United States. Whatever happens to the US eventually happens happens to us economically. Um, that's just the nature of it. So America is at 8% now. He's saying 
uh, it's not un- it's not completely unreasonable to suggest that that rate. But the problem is going to be right when people start saying, well, sorry, banks start saying, well, we need to now increase your monthly mortgage payments. Everyone's been spending like crazy in the last decade, paying for million dollar homes that are only that shouldn't shouldn't be worth a fraction of that. And when they start calling back the the mortgage money, then you start getting uh, some real panic starts setting in, and that's most likely where we're headed, medium to short to medium term. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, the reason I say a left wing government is that. Yes, you're right. You're dead right. The Liberal government wasted, a, spent a massive amount of money um, over the last sort of eight years or whatever, or 11 years. They had six leaders in 11 years or something, and they, their spending just went up and up and up. But in the case of left, left-wing governments, they have no kind of – they have zero fiscal conservatism. So even as that ship's going down – they're too proud and woke that they actually are going to start spending a billion bucks on new bicycle path lanes and things like this. That's why it's dangerous to have a guy like Albanese in government right now, I think. Well, uh, here we've just got a, a shortage at the supermarket now of iceberg lettuces. Uh, uh, one of one of my uh, commenters here, uh, Dawn Browning, she uh, has a, a lettuce patch, so she's offered to send you uh, one up, though I've had warned her that maybe Dan Andrews under the new agricultural laws could seize her lettuce uh, patch. But over in the US, they they started off with a baby formula shortage and now they've got a a tampon shortage. So people who menstruate uh, can't get their adequate monthly supplies. Yeah, that sounds horrifying what's what's causing it because it just seems like we know here that because of the the recent floods and storms that's why there's not many iceberg lettuces but why like we had for years the what is that the chinese shoppers buying our baby formula to send it send it back to to china what's caused these shortages in the the us i think it's a number of reasons um What's happening in Ukraine has a lot to do with it. Um, Ukraine produces massive percentages of the world's wheat, for example, um, and none of that's now being exported for various sanctions. And also, Russia controls that part of the um, Ukraine borders on the Black Sea. Yeah. Um, so you know, when these things start happening in australia is pretty we represent like two percent of the world's economy so we're pretty insignificant but when big producers start having these kind of hits then you know all of a sudden that country needs to get that supply from another country and this has a knock-on effect around the world um so it's simply a supply and demand issue there aren't enough lettuces Oh, well, I know why there is, but it just seems peculiar that uh, the US, there's a shortage of those products, but, but not here. Or could they, could they come here, these uh, shortages? Because yeah, it's absolutely right. What happens starts in the US, uh, tends to flow on to the rest of the world. And the, the UK, uh, their uh, energy 
crisis and their inflation cost of living. I mean, that's kicked off since the, the beginning of the year. Yeah, well, I'm not sure, but it's possible that maybe we get out, you know, we produce a lot of lettuce. Maybe we get our lettuce from New Zealand or whatnot. So we don't have the same constrictions uh, placed on us with supply and demand, but that can happen with other products and eventually it can happen to lettuce. New Zealand goes, well, no, we're going to deal with that country now. Uh, you, know, you start, everyone's trying to gobble up the the, the goods and the produce in the world. Um, you know, I, I don't think, I don't know why. I'm I'm not an economist, but that's, that's for sure. But I think it's, all of what's happening is fairly uh, symptomatic of a empire, in our case, the West, that simply just got too rich, started getting too decadent, too wealthy. And eventually, these things are bound to happen, right? Yes, that's the, the cycle of uh, civilizations if you're a, a student of history. Now, Absolutely, yeah. Our... Uh, federal election cycle is over for uh, an, uh, at least another two and a half years. But in the United States, uh, their election season is just getting underway. The 2022 midterm elections will take place on Tuesday, November 8th. So that'll see all 435 seats in the House of Representatives up for election and 35 of the 100 seats in the Senate, and there also be 36 gubernatorial elections or elections for state governors. Uh, and uh, as we've been uh, alluding to, uh, the economy is not going well in the US. So uh, inflation uh, latest uh, figure was 8.1%. Uh, so gasoline prices, they've topped five US dollars a gallon, which is about 3.7 litres in Australia. And so uh, congressional uh, Democrats, uh, assisted by the Never Trumpers, they last week launched the what I call the January 6th Resurrection Show, which premiered last Thursday in US Network primetime. And it was produced by uh, former uh, ABC News uh, president, uh, James Goldston. And... Uh, it was hard to avoid uh, on even on Australian media. All of the all of our uh, cable news channels were covering it. Uh, they even kept it going. They didn't even cover uh, Albo and Jacinta Ardern's uh, press conference. And uh, it was uh, the uh, committee members basically uh, setting the the scene. Well, the official official uh, it's supposed to be like a congressional subcommittee on January 6th, but it's more like a, what is it, Hollywood or Netflix documentary production. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, but, you know, it's working. It, it, with, the, with the global media, it's working. Um, their goal here is to further demonise Trump and basically ensure that he's ineligible to run in 2024. This is all they've got. So they're, they're milking it. Um, there's no path to, you know, 2022. There's no path for the Democrats. They're getting, they will get in a fair election, they will get annihilated. Uh, so it, it's it's going to be really interesting. I mean, given 2020, I just don't know what's what's ahead. Um, in, in a perfectly just world, I'd say that the Democrats would 
basically blitz it. They take back the Senate. They take back the House. Um, and that would steamroll on to Trump, Trump 2024, and you'd have to think he'd win that. If he but, wants to run, which he's given all in- indications that he wants to. Yeah, it's, you know, from people inside that circle, it's fairly likely that he's going to announce it. I imagine he'll announce it after um, 2022. And this is another reason they're holding the um, select committee, January 6th select committee now, because they also want to cast doubt on the Republicans. This is one of their dirty tricks, right? They do it all the time start casting doubt on the Republicans as insurrectionists and maggots and all this sort of thing. So the timing is not a mistake. Um, uh, yeah, it, they, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's interesting. They originally wanted the, the Democrats, what is that, a January 6th commission like they had after the, the 9-11 attacks. Because who was that? Yeah, Chuck Schumer, the Senate uh, majority leader, what is it? He compared... Uh, January 6th to Pearl Harbor and 9-11, even though there was only one person... In the Civil who, War. Yeah, uh, one person who was 700,000 deaths. And uh, <clears throat> which was a, a Trump supporter. They a, Another mistruth they, 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 they kept repeating on, on the opening episode was that five police officers were killed uh, during the... I don't call it an insurrection. I just call it an occupation because that's what it was. Yeah, well, insurrection is a legalistic term, and it's under that term, it's you're, it's not what it was. You're right. Yeah. So that initially, their whole narrative was that a cop, a policeman named Brian Sicknick, was bludgeoned to death uh, with a fire and en- a fire extinguisher by um, a Trump supporter. Then it was found out. And the media reported that, you know, just completely across the board, every every sort of bulletin introduction was the same. They're reading out the same thing. And then it was discovered that he didn't die from that at all. He died like half an hour to an hour later or something, you know, you know somewhere else from a, from a stroke. And they didn't change there. They didn't issue, even issue like a correction. They just stormed on with it and they're doing it again. So it's... They're well aware that they're lying. They know that some of us know they're lying and they don't care. No, because they've got a, well, it's a co-production with the, the mainstream media. It was carried on all three uh, uh, major uh, networks, free to air. So ABC America, NBC, CBS and CNN and what NBC's cable channel Uh MSNBC or what's the what's the nickname for it? MSDNC. Uh, it was only Fox that uh, didn't, didn't didn't cover it. Uh, we we got some uh, real talk from from Tucker Carlson, who on everything has been the the voice of uh, voice of uh, common sense and truth uh, throughout these past eighteen months. And yeah, they can they they can get away get away with these. Uh, lies most 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 of the time because there's only basically Tucker and uh, a few others at Fox who are countering uh, these mistruths. Yeah, and it's very difficult to win that war, that information war. It's it's basically impossible because 
it's so unfairly matched in terms of uh, gross media outlet, maybe if you will, gross media reach, saturation, these things. The average person can vary, and they can be good people too, um, can quite easily just, without knowing why, have the thought in their head that Trump is an incited a violent insurrection to overthrow the capital because that's what they've heard either consciously or subconsciously through the news headlines. Yeah, we all do it to a certain degree. Um, but this is how they operate and they know that it works. Look how well it worked through COVID. Yes, and, uh, well, we that's part of the reason why there, there's a backlash against the, the Democrats now because uh, they have continued with this uh, pandemic uh, theatre. What is it? Biden walking his dog outside with a, with a mask on. And uh, one of the reasons why the, well, uh, Glenn Youngkin swept into uh, power uh, at the Virginia uh, gubernatorial election last year was because Democrats and progressives push, pushing masks in schools, even on toddlers, two-year-olds. Yeah, it's a pretty sick agenda. Um, and it looks like they're, they're trying to keep the momentum of it going um, for whatever the next pandemic is going to be. Um, it's really weird the, how much is is being sort of dropped on on mainstream media you know like monkeypox here something else there yeah oh we're, we're, we're supposed to call it something else next week uh i the, saw that didn't it? that article to you i read that and i thought hang on a second by its very nature them those individual scientists changing it make them racist because they associated africans with monkeys we didn't do it well well, it's uh, it's apparently because uh, a lot of the the mainstream media uh, photos of monkeypox of a uh, of black hands with uh, with monkeypox. Oh no, is that what it is? Yes, and as I said, mate, uh, the empire's coming down. But um, have you looked into the uh, what is it? How monkeypox was was first discovered, like in monkeys? No. It was in Denmark in the, the late 50s. Uh, they were experimenting on monkeys to try and find the polio vaccine. So they basically discovered it in a lab. Right. Mm. If you, and it was released? You, or? Um, well, it managed to find its way to the Congo in the, the 1970s. That was the first human case. So... Um, possibly it could have, could have escaped. Yeah. What, like, so why are we only he hearing about, go ahead. Uh, like, uh, what is it? Uh, there's, well, it's more, what is it? Acceptable to stay on platforms such as this, uh, COVID, uh, may have leaked from the, the Wuhan lab. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's. It just got squashed that. Um, so what these are, because you know what was we saw early on, obviously, it was kind of screwed America. I don't think they anticipated on Russia being able to kind of disseminate this information, but the bio labs that the US had funded and installed in Ukraine. So they've clearly got a whole bunch of, like that's not a conspiracy theory, that's a fact. Yeah, recently uh, actually admitted by the U.S. government 
Yeah, Victoria Newland at that uh, Senate committee with Marco Rubio. Yeah, so you know, people people talk about Russia as the um, the evil guys, and you know, maybe Putin is evil, but America is developing bio weapons on the border of Russia. And could that be uh, where maybe there were some monkeypox cases? Was there really? Oh, I don't know. Well, where did this like sudden outbreak come from? I'm not. Uh, well, I'm I guess all they need to do. Is, I guess all they mm. need to do is get an, a CIA agent, whoever takes the job, to take some monkeypox in a vial and just, you know, clandestinely drop it in a bar somewhere in the other other parts of the world, and away goes monkeypox. I don't know who, what is it, how it got into the the, the West, but uh, it's here. Keep an eye out for it. I'm yet to see COVID. Well, what is it, uh, January 2021, that was when the, uh, when the, was it, occupation happened. That was when the, what is it, the, the, vac- the what is it, the, the jabs were uh, beginning to, to start rolling out and uh, it was supposedly because the Lord Trump was peddling misinformation and uh, conspiracy theories about COVID is the, they, they said that's the reason that uh, uh, he lost. And I'm sure you remember uh, election night, uh, it's November, 2020. It looks like that, well, Trump was easily going to win and then all the votes stopped and then oh, it was evening Australian time when all of the uh, mail-in votes came uh, because, uh, well, it was fair to assume that uh, all of the people who were too scared to vote in person <laughs> would vote for Biden. Yeah, look, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I can't be completely um, accurate with the truth of what that outcome was, but... The, the things that you can that can, are truthful are it is it was a lie for the mainstream media to run with the headline I basically it, it was ubiquitous everywhere around the world uh, baseless voter voter fraud claims there are no voter fraud I mean that's just nonsense there's voter fraud in every election and in this in this case there was tons of evidence on the day evidence doesn't mean that it's necessarily uh conclusive to prove your your assertion well, but it's evidence yeah to prove that trump won but it's evidence it gets popped in the back and they would just turn like with like hunter Biden's laptop just don't look at this don't look over this way um and they went so aggressive on that that you know it, it got the better of trump and he had to he had to he had to retreat and accept it he knew he couldn't win that um, it's, there's an historical consensus now that the, the 1960 US presidential election was, was stolen. Uh, there were voting irregularities in Chicago, uh, Illinois and in Texas. And if, uh, Nixon had won those two states, that would have, uh, flipped it, flipped the presidency to, to him. And, uh, Nixon decided not to, uh, contest, uh, the, the results because he thought it would, ripped the, the country apart and it was in the middle of the the, the cold war and um 
there's obviously paranoia we can't uh we we can't appear to show the world that american democracy is uh corrupted but to say that uh widespread voter fraud and that uh voter fraud can flip an flip an election uh can can never happen uh that's that's just not true it's not true at all it happens in corrupt countries all around the world every year so we had the uh, the the what is it the transition uh period where the all the courts uh knocked back uh, uh trump's uh, 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 trump's and other other people's appeals against uh, or appeals to uh, saying that there needs to be proper auditing and so we got to the reason why january 6 was a, a key date is that's when the the senate was counting the electoral college votes and and of course trump said at the time that we're going to march down peacefully uh to the the capital and it's cl it's clear what he said and they, they also tried to use at the time Giuliani used some hyperbole, let's have uh, trial by combat, which is political hyperbole is used all the time. And so with this reboot, uh, as, I, as I call it, uh, they're attempting to well, dig up all of this, all of this uh, political hyperbole as proof that it was uh, an incitement to this insurrection. Yeah, what's your what's your question there? That this is this is part of what they're trying to because they couldn't get any impeach they couldn't impeach him again, and they're trying to basically say that it was Trump uh, uh, Trump's not conceding that he'd lost that had led to the events because they couldn't get him on inciting it, but because he believed uh, the big lie. That's what led yeah. to January 6th. Yeah, I think that's that's fairly accurate. Uh, and, you know, we saw through the work of Darren Beatty and Revolver um, that there was FBI, there were FBI agents at this event, right? At least one FBI agent we know named Ray Epps, who was this kind of big boomer guy in the crowd going, you know, everyone to the Capitol, everyone to the Capitol. But some young Trump supporters kind of, sussed him out and they all started gathering around him chanting chanting fed 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 so he's gone away and it turns out that a bit later he was put on the fbi's wanted list and then it was discovered from this reporting of revolver revolver news that ray epps was an fbi agent he was taken off the fbi agent's most wanted list and he disappeared so you know that day to me was always something bad was always going to happen. Um, Trump's innocent of what they're suggesting he did, but I don't think it was a smart idea to do it um, because it just gives the left ways to, as you said, you know, uh, now they can focus on imagery, right, of what happened that day, flames and maggot people looking angry, all this sort of stuff. That's what the left That's drives true. on. And, and it, but the, this is all the like the reason it is called a production is because it takes different parts of the day and tries to mash it together that like that's what was happening on the on the steps of the Capitol and what is it Liz Cheney for the first time she alleged that what is that 
Trump are like uh, claimed that the people chanting hang like pens. I don't know if they did. Uh, Trump was reported to say, oh, they make a good point. Yeah, so it's a propagandized recreation of reality through their ideological lens. It's not reality. Looks like reality. There are people there. They did do those. It is them on TV, but the narrative is so far from the truth, and that's what they rely on, same as George Floyd. Big narratives, big simple narratives that have an emotional impact on the viewer uh, and will motivate them to think a particular way, in this case, progressive left-leaning um, in in all of these cases. You know, look at gun shootings. There's a, a, a shooting at a school, so it happens all the time, every time. The mass of the media get down there, they cover it 24-7, right, around the clock. Little kids on camera getting shot, horrific stuff. And then within a heartbeat, the Democrats are out there calling for gun control. So people are very emotionally shaken by that footage that they believe to be exactly what the media is telling them in terms of the events, not even what they're telling them, just the imagery they're seeing. And for them then to hear someone like me who thinks that there should be no gun control, they think I'm a monster and they'll associate me. They'll detach themselves from seeing me as a human being and associate me with that school shooting. That's how they play here, right, with all these media yeah. events like I mean, January 6th. And the, 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 the people who, well, uh, many of them, they just, uh, their only crime was walking on into the capital. There are some who are still incarcerated to this day, uh, yet to have charges or a trial. It's like their Guantanamo Bay uh, detainees. They're... they're their uh, habeas corpus, uh, all of their their civil rights, liberties have just been completely stripped. Yeah, that's really quite alarming, if not really the worst part about it all. You've got American citizens on in solitary confinement in sort of some of the worst conditions in the country, and they've been there since January 6, 2021, right? So they've been there for a long time. They're not allowed visitors for uh, that sort of thing. Um, so the Democrats... Oh, part of that is due to COVID. Yeah, COVID I think some of them... Yeah, exactly. They'll, they'll come up with some some thing for it, but it's to send a message. Yeah. And, well... Uh, Pete make, makes a good point that, what is that, BLM 2.0 uh, burnt down cities and well, Antifa uh, destroys Portland on a, re- on a regular uh, basis. And uh, now, you, now you have the, uh, the intimidation of the Supreme Court justices uh, with the, the leaked uh, Supreme Court uh, decision or draft decision which would overturn Roe versus Wade. And now you have a, what is it, a pro-abortion uh, terror group uh, called uh, Jane's uh, Revenge, which is claiming credit for a string of recent attacks on uh, pregnant uh, pregnancy centres uh, and declared uh, open season on pro-life organisations. Who is it? 
Well, that's what they call Jane's Jane's Revenge. They have apparently uh, already launched nearly two dozen uh, terror attacks on pro-life pregnancy centers. I'd never heard of this organization until they claimed credit. I mean, it's not surprising that a pro-death organization is use, is using violence, political violence. Yeah, I haven't actually heard of, of that. Surprisingly, I haven't heard of that uh, group. But, you know, look, it's well, bound to happen, isn't it? Yeah, and well, you had uh, Chuck Schumer saying that uh, the justices, if they overturn this decision, they'll pay. And there was a, a left-winger who was arrested outside of Brett Ka- Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home saying that well, he planned to uh, assassinate the justice, uh, shoot him dead. I saw that. Mm. Yeah, look, I think it's just, I think it's just, refle- it's uh, reflective of the state of these um, radical leftists in America. They're, they're ins- insane, quite a few of them. They're um, got very mentally ill people and they're not getting the help that, because they're, they're, they're getting reaffirmed by people like Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, you know, that what they're doing. But they get away with simple- and, and they get away with uh, it. Yeah, there's there's no repercussions. And then where's uh, and, the the issue on them? Yeah, I mean, the fact that cops aren't arresting some of these people is just extraordinary. What took place in those? What uh, the uh, commentator, the fellow commentator just then was saying? You know, um, the level of and and price tag of the rioting that was done in. Portland by Antifa and parts of California is astronomical, you know, and they're, they're tearing down relics of the the federal of the republic. Uh, how's that not an insurrection? Um, uh, it's clear that, that they know that they're hypocrites. They know that these people are just helping them. They know that they don't have any respect for them. Uh, when I say they, Biden, Pelosi, Clintons, Obama, that's why leftists are always used. And I remember Jen Psaki, she didn't uh, condemn uh, the the protests that were taking place uh, outside uh, Supreme Court uh, justices' homes, though the White House, they have uh, condemned the, the pro-abortion terrorism by Jane's uh, revenge. So it's good to see that they do have some sort of line uh, when it comes to uh, political violence on the, on, on the left. Uh, it, Jen Psaki is now gone, and well, this is uh, another. I uh, what is it? Reason why there, there's uh, so much well eye rolling. Uh, 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 to put it, uh, uh, to put it mildly, about uh, Biden's uh, uh, constant uh, appointments uh, based on race, gender, uh, sexuality. So his new press secretary, Kareen Jean. Uh, who is a black lesbian uh, immigrant. And, uh, of course, uh, the recent uh, Supreme, Su- Supreme Court uh, justice uh, confirmation of K- uh, Katanji Brown, and then, of course, his uh, VP pick based on gender and colour, uh, cuckling Kamala Harris, who is even worse than he is in terms of uh, capability. Yeah, I don't think that um, 
I think they're aware that they're incapable and I think they're being incapable in some regards on, on purpose because it's, it's incapable for the people of the United States but capable maybe for other people that might benefit. Um, China, for example. Biden's doing everything you could do to tank the economy and, and destroy, you know, prosperity for Americans. That's not, it's not him being incapable or uh, he, he knows that he could easily fix that. Um, and that's probably the interesting part about them still picking these uh, gender or, or um, whatever, woke selections for different um, positions of power uh, because, you know, it's just where do they go from here? Past sort of transgenderism in kids, like what's next? I feel like they're running out of things, you know. Well, that seems to be the, what is that, the the wedge uh, that uh, uh, Biden and the Democrats that's their, their other strategy into the midterms. What is it? Biden, the last 24 hours, has signed an executive order to supposed to counter the, the anti-trans and LGBT legislation that's been uh, passed in the, the states. And obviously, he's tried to rally Democrats around uh, protecting uh, Roe versus Wade and uh, a call for common sense uh, gun control, which, we know that uh, most of the Democrats would like to just gut the Second Amendment, but this is the thing. They they always use the term common sense uh, gun control. It's like the people now saying, oh, like we don't support lockdowns anymore. We just support common sense precautions like masks. Yeah, common sense to who? Yeah, it's because they know that what they, they really want it's they promote like these things as common sense because if they told told the public what they would really like to do then nobody would uh buy uh the, the what they're proposing definitely yeah they hear it i mean that's a prime example of how these big ideas get taken up by the average person in the general public like common sense well yeah I'd, that makes sense yeah. who wouldn't want common sense gun laws or uh, who wouldn't think that black lives matter so you, you immediately can can't get past them at that stage um but gun law uh, gun control for me is, is as i'm an australian but i'm talking about it from a, um, a position that i would argue for and that is that it's a complete non-negotiable i mean i've never heard one good argument yet for abolishing the second amendment and why it was put in there as the second amendment and that's fairly very simple and that's to for people and well-organized militias to be able to defend themselves against you know when the u.s government goes rogue and boy did they go rogue and people say well they didn't have muskets back then it's like, that's a terrible argument the government didn't have drones either you know ar-15s is all they've got so, you know, when people oh, yeah. mock and look down, it's classic champagne sipping socialism, like liberals looking down their nose at, at these gun people like they're animals, you know. I remember that was one of the the, the flashpoints in uh, Curry Lake, who's the, uh, the, the, the mega uh, aligned uh, Republican uh, candidate for governor of Arizona. You had the privilege of 
interviewing her, she had that uh, uh, infamous uh, exchange with uh, when she called out uh, Liam Bartlett from Australian 60 Minutes and she said that uh, you know, she feels sorry for what's happened to Australia and she said this is why we'll never uh, give up our, our, our Second Amendment. And was, I, I think the her most brutal line was, uh, are you uh, a serious journalist over there or are you considered a bit of a joke? Yeah, well, you know, they are a joke, but they're also in very powerful positions because like academics and left-wing journalists, you know, there's only 20% to 30% of these really woke people um, on the, you know, in, our, in, in Western Civ, if that, 10%, 20% maybe. But most of that 20%, whatever, is it, it works in the media and in academia. So they have power. They can, and and politicians just swing with the breeze, and they've all gone left now. Um, so yeah, I mean, Liam Bartlett is—he's just a clown, really. I mean, I don't really have anything to add to him because he's—he he doesn't have any kind of serious um, proposition or nothing of any kind of intellectual weight that you'd go. Oh, I'd like to engage in that and learn. He's. He, there's heaps of Liam Bartlett's out there, that's for sure. Uh, but it is an interesting reflection of how these people will look at someone like Kari Lake, make up their mind about them and treat them that way. They see them in, I think to do that, you get to, you have to get to the stage where you see that person almost in an inhuman light. You know, they're the enemy. Let's get them. I'm going to, I'm going to get that person. But the problem for him, uh, she is super smart and super savvy. And so she recorded it on her end and released it first, where he's even more disparaging of her and claims, oh, do you believe the moon landing was fake? That didn't make the, the final 60 minutes uh, cut. But it all started to kick yeah, off yes. because, because uh, Carrie Lake wants to uh, improve the integrity of elections. This is the, again, the absurd thing, wanting uh, like, voter ID laws and uh, more, uh, more more scrutiny of how the votes are counted. That's apparently, yeah, you're uh, believing conspiracy theories. Uh, but uh, it took, uh, I think, about a month for Liam Bartlett. I swear he's only got a job on 60 Minutes because he's got a deep voice, so introduction, he can say, oh, I'm Liam Bartlett. And he mashed in that interview with just a bunch of, like, uh, you know, other people saying how dangerous Trump is and that, you know, he admires Putin and, and Xi, he'd like to be like them. Yeah, so it's a hit piece, you know, that's what they call it. It's a hit piece and the objective of a hit piece when you're around the, when you're sitting around the round table for those guys is we, we it doesn't start with let's interview Carrie Lake and see what she has to say about the world. It's we're writing a hit piece on Trump. Let's go and find some people in Trump's circle that we can, hit throw into that hit piece and try and burn and show how crazy but Kari lakes worked in media she was a top journalist for 30 years so you know she made him look like a fool he embarrassed himself on international television uh and it was a joy to watch yeah uh, uh, it was interesting there the end product because i think 60 minutes knew that they they had to air it in, in in some form uh, but they they do this a lot of the time. These shows, like they'll they'll interview somebody for say like an hour, and then use like you know about 
well, not even a minute of it and mash in like all these other people to attack them. Yeah, yeah. It's manipulative editing. It's it's bad faith. Um, it's unethical. And that's what they do. Uh, Curry Lake is is part of, well, uh, what is now called this ultra mega uh, renaissance uh, because this, this is a really stupid term that Biden himself coined uh, uh, for Republicans who are opposed to another one of his massive uh, spending bills. And, of course, Trump, uh, he uh, decided to appropriate it, saying that uh, we need to go to ultra mega because our country was ultra prosperous, ultra secure, ultra safe and uh you obviously have uh uh DeSantis in florida he'll easily get uh, re-elected and uh a lot of the uh, there's already been some uh primaries for the for the senate uh where the the mega uh aligned candidates have won uh the all these like the presidential primaries they all happen on on different days so it's hard to keep up which primaries when yeah. And so, uh, like, obviously, uh, well, we've discussed uh, for most of this program what the Democrats uh, are trying to, to throw at these, uh, these uh, mega candidates. Uh, but as, as, as far as the, the, the polls are sh- still showing that the Republicans will sweep the House and the Senate. Yeah, like we said before, it... it unless something happens it seems fairly likely based on um, poll indications um you know at which point then i assume trump will announce his candidacy officially after they win that um and then he'll start doing rallies every single week and um it's going to get pretty wild because i'll be doing everything to stop that movement again uh, i mean it's just incredible really when you think about uh, despite the fact the media portrays Trump as this kind of crazy guy walking around an old mansion by himself going crazy, he's still out there crushing like 40,000 people rallies. Uh, he has not stopped. He's and this is with a, well, not just a mainstream media blackout, but a social media blackout. I yeah. mean, good, good, good find trying to find uh, his rallies live streams online. Absolutely, and once he he knows how short-sighted and um, ratings-focused the the mainstream media are, once he announces his candidacy for president, they're gonna they're gonna love it. The cameras will be on Trump all the time because he's just a ratings machine. Do you think that? Well, first of all, Elon Musk, his purchase of Twitter will uh, will uh, go through. <laughs> And really restore Trump's account, and then will uh, Trump uh, come back and tweet? Um, I don't really know about the first half of that question because I don't particularly know too much about Elon, but I would doubt Trump would come back. Um, it's just given the nature of his personality. It's hard to know. It'd be a tough one for him because on one hand, chance. He, he would get the biggest audience Twitter's ever had and that biggest number of followers for sure and that he loves that sort of thing and he would love to tweet again. But on the other hand, they deleted him. So there'd probably have to be a, quite a serious wipeout of everyone that was involved in deleting him before he 
decided to agree to come back on. It'd be a negotiation between Musk and Trump, I imagine. I mean, Musk and, has... and I should add, Musk has just—I don't know if you told me this, but Musk has just endorsed DeSantis. Uh that's that's what I've seen in reports. He's got a a, a Trump type business personality, that stable stable genius with the stuff that he's putting out on on Twitter, like uh, replying to to AOC, stop uh, stop catcalling me. Yeah, he's a bit of a troll. A little, uh, he's he's a good good hearted troll. Yeah. And which is like all throughout history, like geniuses, they've always been eccentric like this. I mean, uh, we've seen in our, our own past uh, election cycles, uh, Clive Palmer uh, and uh, and uh, some of his uh, uh, various things he said over the years. True, but I, I, I certainly wouldn't attribute the word genius to Clive Palmer. <laughs> Now I think the reason why the it's uh, well, it's, uh, it's a safe bet that the Republicans are going to do well is where is uh, when you have places like San Francisco recalling uh, school board members who are too obsessed with uh, uh, with woke nonsense and still masking kids and they just withdrew their soft on crime. DA, when you have a city like San Francisco, which supposedly is the, what is it, the liberal Mecca, or it's become more like the degenerate Mecca, mm-hmm. are starting to, to flip. That's when you know that uh, particularly parents have, have had enough of the indoctrination uh, in schools and, uh, well, also uh, by uh, the, the media as well. They're seeing through all of that. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways people are starting to have enough, have had enough of it all, especially parents. You're right. Um, look, that's the first step towards, I think, becoming, you know, finding some inner bravery to stand up to these crazy people who call you names and all this nonsense. There's no need to bend to the knee ever of someone like that or acquiesce to them they call you a name then you know you as of you either mock them or you uh, treat them like a child you know it's just, people need to start doing more of that otherwise it just gets crazier and crazier and it gives politicians the chance to do more harmful and more stupid things I mean, it's what is it? Pride Month uh, over in uh, the the United States. So I, I just call it Pride Month because I don't know how many like letters you're supposed to say now. Uh, but um, like that, the degeneracy in those parades is on display again. And then you have the uh, the what is it? The virtue signaling by the the corporations and the the streaming platforms. So even even they are starting to see that uh, go woke, go broke is is turning true, especially for uh, Netflix and well, uh, DeSantis certainly sure showed Disney like you don't like our uh, protecting uh, parental rights in education. Fine, like there's your tax breaks gone. Yeah, more people like DeSantis is what's required at leadership levels for sure. I mean, that was a perfect example of if a political leader just stands stands up to a, a corporation that's trying this sort of woke intimidation because they've done this in the past with, what is it, North Carolina 
and their, what is it, trans bathroom bill, but they're not going to pull out of Saudi Arabia, uh, UAE, Qatar. No, or China or eastern no. parts of Eastern Europe. They're way smarter. They actually want their civilization to uh, prosper and multiply rather than fail and go extinct. Now, your, uh, what is it, uh, podcast uh, YouTube channel, uh, there's nothing on it anymore because you got uh, too many videos taken down, including um, a, what is it, uh, I, I'm going to use like weasel words, but you know who I, who I mean. You, one of your videos that got taken down, you interviewed a certain young LMP staffer who was hospitalized due to, well, shall we say, climate effects and that got taken down and i know he's hospitalized because of the pfizer vax <laughs> i was trying to use weasel words i know but yes i mentioned uh i, I mentioned uh yeah, that he that he went to hospital on one of my shows and it got taken down oh really yeah that's why I was using such weasel words. Like I, like you interviewed him for a full, like nearly hour. I just like mentioned him and showed a photo and it got taken down. Yeah. These people are sick and very cowardly people. It's, it's yeah. a shame. Uh, but you know, there are alternate platforms. I've moved now. So all my content now comes through Substack, which is Nick Holt dot Substack. Yep. There it is. Yeah. Uh, so that's, Certain things are behind the paywall, but the majority of it's free. Uh, there'll, be, there'll be videos and podcast episodes being published through that channel as well. And uh, I noticed you had uh, George Papadopoulos on. Uh, you previously interviewed him. This is a fresh interview. No, this is just sort of resourcing that that interview uh, in, in real life because it was relevant to what's happening with the um the Dur michael sussman and the durham report so it yeah, sort of it, got um uh, you know escalated up because uh, yeah the the russia gate hoax it's fair to uh, fair to call it now is now completely fallen apart which was uh, that dominated the first three years of trump's presidency until there was ukraine gate uh, and now the uh, the people who pushed the the dossier they could have charges against them now. Yeah, Christopher Steele. Uh, but the interesting thing is, it's almost like it doesn't matter anymore that because truth is not enough to sway someone's opinion on something. They believe in narrative in broad narratives, like Trump colluded with Russia. Well, actually, no, he didn't. Here's the, oh, you're this, you're that. That must mean this, that. Rather than, that, you know, there's a complete unwillingness to engage with facts. So something like Russiagate, it'll probably stay at gate. It'll probably never get properly exposed. Who knows? Oh, well, they, they, they've still, like, uh, used the, uh, uh, the, the spectre of uh, Russiagate in terms of, those uh, Republicans who uh, opposed uh, the, the U.S. arming uh, Ukraine and putting sanctions on Russia, such as uh, Rand Paul, are, you know, see, like uh, all you uh, MAGA Republicans, you're all just apologists for Putin, a brutal 
uh, dictator because uh, uh, Trump is. Uh, we saw we saw that seen that over the past uh, five months since the the Russia Ukraine conflict began. Mm. Yeah, it's um. You, you just cut out there, mate. What what was your point? You were saying something before Russia. Uh, the, to, to push the, the war in Ukraine uh, for the US to keep funding it, they still bring up Russiagate. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. That's how powerful that narrative was. It's like, you know, it's one of the great narratives. You think about it. Spy versus spy. The old, the old Russia. You know, the Cold War foe. It's, it's ingrained in people's minds from movies and TV shows. It's perfect. Well, it's been great to catch up with you, uh, Nick, and uh, well, get your uh, uh, expertise and, and insights uh, on uh, the what I call the resurrection uh, show because, well, you're following US politics much more than uh, Australian domestic politics. And, yeah, so, uh, again, it's uh, nickholt.substack.com. Uh, you're still active on your Twitter account and all of your shows, they're filtered through the various uh, podcasting platforms. That's correct. Thanks a lot. It's great to be back on. Yeah, and we'll we'll, we'll keep in touch and uh, definitely when it comes closer to well, the November the 8th, uh, uh, we'll certainly touch base again. Sounds good. All right, mate. Thank you. Take care. Bye. All right, everybody, that's uh, the Wilmsfront featured interview show for this week. There'll be no Wilmsfront uh, next Thursday evening, uh, but I will be back uh, the the following Thursday. Uh, So I'll see you all for Trad Tasman Talk uh, tomorrow evening, 6 p.m. Melbourne time on the Wilmsfront, sorry, on the Unshackled YouTube uh, channel. And also uh, keep an eye out for uh, a new report from Tiger Mountain, which will be published uh, tomorrow. And, of course, the the Unshackled newsletter published uh, every Saturday now in your email inbox. And uh, also keep visiting theunshackled.net for all of our new articles that uh, we're publishing. We're publishing articles regularly now. Dawn says, I don't get Nick's notifications on Twitter. Somebody please tag me. Yeah, I still don't understand how... Uh, sort of notifications work on how you get an alert. Uh, But I just read tweets rather than do much tweeting myself. Uh, Thank you all for watching. Uh, It's it's always good to have an interactive uh, chat. Uh, If you don't want to uh, send through a super chat during the show, uh, you can uh, donate through the unshackled.net or sign up for a recurring membership uh, subscription. So take care, everyone. Stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy, and I'll see you all tomorrow night. Thanks for tuning in to Wilmsfront. Visit timwilms.com to view the archive of episodes and keep visiting the unshackled.net to view all our shows and to keep up with the latest real news and analysis.